have been going through the book of Jeremiah, and we started this before any of the coronavirus. Uh, well, we started in January before it was active here in the United States. And I started planning this back in September. And so we didn't know that this was going to be going on, but God knew. And uh, the title of this series is God's Plan Prevails. So he knows what's going on. This is not taking any, none of this is taking him by surprise. Uh, and so I just want to encourage you to trust him during these days, even though we don't understand why this is happening. We don't understand uh, the depths of it. We know that he has proven himself faithful time and time again, and we can trust him during these days. Specifically today, we're going to be looking at the fact that it is a new day and it's already, but not yet. We have to take it a day at a time right now. Again, this sermon was already planned out before this back in January, uh, and I was tempted to change things up for Easter, but I decided, you know what, this is just spot on. So I shortened the verses so that I can keep this a little shorter uh, since we are doing this electronically, and maybe your attention span won't be as, as uh, long as normal. And so we're going to be looking at Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34. And so this will be on the screen, as you can see here, and my little picture will be there also, so you can see me preaching. Um, but let's go ahead and get right into the scripture. In Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34, beginning in verse 31, it says this, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. So if you were with us last week when we were looking at chapters 10 and 11, you know that in chapter 11, this new covenant was mentioned. And so Jeremiah is not in chronological order. It's, it's a little bit in, there's, it talks about similar topics in different places, and it jumps back and forth, and it's, it has an order, but it's not chronological. And so here we are in Jeremiah 31, seeing this new covenant again. And what is this new covenant that it's talking about? Well, in order to understand the new covenant, we need to understand what the old covenant was. And in the old covenant, God made a covenant with Abraham first. And if you've not heard of Abraham, you should go back to Genesis chapter 12. And there's a lot of chapters in Genesis about Abraham. And really, the entire Bible is about Abraham and his descendants. And then the role that his descendants play in bringing in the new covenant, which we'll talk about in a little while. Um, so your Bible, if you have your Bible with you, you will notice that it is divided into two Testaments, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, uh, this was before Jesus. And then the New Testament begins with giving a genealogy of some things of people who have passed on and leading to where the New Testament is starting. And of course, it begins with Jesus and his birth. Well, Easter is about his resurrection. And so we're going to look at uh, that today. But in the old covenant, there was a, a covenant, was an agreement, a contract that was made between God and at first Abraham and, and his descendants. And then it was renewed with Moses and the people when they escaped Egypt, as we'll see in the scripture in just a moment. And then after that, it was renewed again with David when he was king. And so when we look at the uh, old covenant, God continually upheld his promise and his end of the deal, his end of the bargain. But the people didn't. And this would have been true of anyone, of any people group, not just the Israelites. 
because we're humans. And as humans, we fall, we sin. We, we fall short of what God has called us to do. We fall short of God's perfection because we're not God. We're, we're, we're born into sin and we continue to sin. Even for those of us who put our faith in God, we struggle with sin at times. And so oftentimes, and so uh, what's good is, is that even though the old covenant, we kept breaking it, we kept falling short, God had something new in store. So let's continue reading with this. I'm going to start over at verse 31. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand, by hand, sorry, by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. So this is going to be different than the old covenant. The, you know, the old covenant and God just throws in there that you broke, um, and that they, that they broke, that the Israelites broke, and uh, here they are in Jeremiah and they're breaking it again. I mean, they they just continually sin they continually do things that don't honor god and yet even with their failures even with our failures god is promising something new we can look around us in the world today and we can see the brokenness it's everywhere whether it's disease which is prevalent right now it's always prevalent before covid 19 we have cancer we have other diseases we have things that are brutal that are going on in this world as far as disease goes. We look at our behavior and the way we treat one another. We see the lack of love, and that same lack of love was present in, in Jeremiah's day. They were taking advantage of the poor. They weren't caring for one another. God had all these things against them, and those th same things can be said of us today in the way that we treat others. And, and I, I'm not trying to say that all of us are just completely evil all the time, but we are sinners and we are uh that sin has caused us to be separated from god and if we don't put our faith and trust in god to to remedy that that which, which we broke which the israelites broke a long time ago and before the israelites adam and eve broke as we have broken god's covenant we have broken an agreement with god um and we have all sinned. The Bible tells us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And because of that, we need him to remedy it, to, to fix it, because we cannot fix it. And so God is telling them here that they broke the old covenant, but a new covenant was coming. Even though he loves them as a husband loves a wife, and they cheated on him like a, 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 a adulterous spouse, God has is bringing something new. And then in verse 33, it says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the, with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. Now, for, for Jeremiah's time, this was future tense. For us today, this is past tense. This is something that's already happened. And yet, the complete fulfillment of this is not yet seen. That's why the title of the sermon was, it's a new day already, but not yet. It's we see some of this, but not all of it. We've seen God seal the promise and seal the covenant with Jesus coming to earth, living a life without sin, dying on the cross to, to show humanity what true love is and to save humanity from sin. We see this. 
and, and when he rose from the dead, which is what we're celebrating today for Easter, he proved that he had victory over death. He proved that he had the ability to bring in a new covenant and that it was finished. And so Jesus did the work necessary in order for us to be saved, and our salvation has begun. If we put our faith in him, then we're saved in that moment. We're justified. We're made right with God. And yet we know that we, even after we get saved, if you've ever met someone who's a Christian, you know that they continue to sin. And so what happens is, is that if you're following Jesus the right way and you're putting, you've put your faith in him and you are submitting to him, then he is continually transforming you into his image and he is making you more and more like him. Uh, but even the best of saints, the best of Christians are still sinning in life. And so even those who have been sanctified, who have been made more and more like him, we still see something is missing. But one day he will make it all right. One day he will complete this and fulfill this. But let's keep reading and we'll see uh, what, what God says. So let's, let's look at verse 33 again. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. So it, not just written on tablets, the Ten Commandments, as many of you know about, written on tablets for Moses and the Israelites. He's not just going to write the law on tablets. He's going to write it on our hearts. There is going to be something spiritual and something new. It's not just going to be about rules. It's going to be God dwelling in us. The, he's going to we'll put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And so we see the fruition of this, that, that God proves this to be true in the New Testament with the church. Not just the Israelites who have faith, but anyone in the world who wants to put their faith in what the, the fact that God can save them through his son, they can be saved. And then verse 34 says this, And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. So we see that this part hasn't come to pass yet, because we look around us and we see all kinds of people who don't know God. We can look within our own homes. Sometimes we can look within ourselves. Uh, we can look at our neighbors, at, in our country, throughout the world, and we see plenty of people who do not know God. And so this is the not yet part. You see, God has done what's necessary to make us right with God. He sent his son. Jesus came to this earth. Jesus lived a perfect life. He died on the cross, and he rose from the dead. And the Bible if you don't know this story, I encourage you to go read about it. Go to the Gospel of John. It's my favorite gospel. It's this book in the Bible that tells the story of the life of Jesus. And read about how amazing Jesus is and how he lived this life full of love for others. How he had compassion on people time and time again, despite them treating him poorly. He just continually loved. And he lived that life. And he went to a cross, not because he had done wrong, but he went to a cross to pay for the wrong that we had done. And so when we look at Jesus and when we look at what he did for us in our life, we don't have to just put our faith in the fact that he died for us and he can make us right with him. We also put our faith in the fact that he rose from the grave, that on the third day he, was, he, he died on a Friday, he was put in a tomb, and 
three days uh, on Sunday, on the third day, people show up to have his funeral after the Sabbath, and he is not there. The stone has been rolled away. He has risen from the grave. Death could not, death could not hold him. And the angel tells the people who show up, he's, he's, you're looking for him in the wrong place. He's not dead. He's alive. And because he has victory over death, because he has new life, he offers that same life to us. And sure, right now, on this side of eternity, we are experiencing pain and we are experiencing hurt. And we don't have to just wait for heaven for God's presence. His presence lives within us and dwells within us now for those of us who have put our faith in him. But one day, a day is coming when we will all know the Lord. And the reason that we will know him is, is because we have been saved. Now, unfortunately, the Bible tells us in detail in different places that not everyone will put their faith in God. Not everyone will put their trust in him. And so you might be watching this right now and you don't have a relationship with God. You've never asked Jesus to save you. You've never been born again. And if that's you, then you can put your trust and faith in him now. But one day after judgment, when God separates those who put their faith in him and those who didn't, not the good from the bad, because we're all sinners and we all deserve hell. The only thing that prevents us from an eternity separated from God is to put our faith and trust in the one who is able to save us. That is Jesus. And Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, I am, or John, sorry, 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He, no one comes to the Father except through me is what he said. And so we put our faith in him, we put our trust in him, and we know that he can save us. And if we do that, then he, we can go to the Father. And one day, we will dwell in a place in heaven where there is no more pain, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more disease, no more stay-at-home orders, no more of any of this, where we get to live with him for eternity in heaven, where we will get to serve him, where we will get to live in peace with others, where we will get to enjoy eternal life. And that's the day it's talking about in verse 34. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Praise God that there's going to be a day when our sin no longer hinders us, where the pains and troubles of this world no longer hinders us. I cannot wait for that day. And I hope that you are ready for that day too. Hey, some of you right now, there is this uh, pool of faith, this water where God has been drawing us to him. We, my family and I recently went to Natural Down in, in Arkansas. And it is this incredible place where the water is just piling up and piling up. And then it just overflows over the edge and there's this waterfall. And so imagine you're there, that you're, you're at this waterfall and at the bottom, uh, there is just this pool of water. And for some of us, we're already in this pool of faith. We're already immersed in it and we're ready to go. We're living for God. We love him. We can't wait for this day that uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 34 is talking about. And for others of us, maybe God has been drawing you because God initiates salvation. 
So maybe God has been drawing you slowly and slowly and slowly, and you're listening to this, and you've never put your faith in Jesus, but you're ready. You, you, he, has, he has been, maybe you heard a, a, a sermon, or maybe a friend told you about Jesus, but he's been drawing you in closer and closer, and you're listening to this. I encourage you. I challenge you to just take that step of faith. Just Put your feet in the water. Go in and trust him and ask him to save you from your sins. Maybe there are some of you in here who, who are listening to this this morning who you, you have not even been thinking about God. There's, there's nothing that's been going on in your life where you've been thinking about God. And yet all of a sudden you're watching this and God is, is speaking to your heart. He's drawing you in. And you know that you need to put your faith in him. You need to follow him. If that's you this morning, then maybe you're on top of the waterfall and you have to jump off into this pool because you haven't been drawn close. And so you have to take this leap of faith. We all have to take a leap of faith, but, but maybe this is the first time you're even considering this. And he, you know he wants to save you this morning. Just jump. Just trust him. Put your faith in him because, yes, following Jesus can be difficult. You have to love others. You have to love God. You have to do right. You're supposed to. And so, yeah, that can be hard. That can be difficult to put others before yourself. It can be difficult to put God supreme above all. That can be difficult, but it is worth it. I have never regretted it. The more I know him, the more I love him. And the more I love him, the more I want to live wholeheartedly for him. And so I just want to challenge you and encourage you this morning, if you've never put your faith in Christ, put your faith in him this morning. And then there are some of you, you've been dreaming about being in the pool. You've been doing the right things. You've been going to church. You've been going through the motions. But you've been following laws, these rules from the old covenant. The old covenant is not sufficient. If it was sufficient, there would be no need for a new covenant. We have to put our faith and trust in Jesus to save us. And maybe you've been going through the motions, but you've been wondering, why don't I feel close to God? Why am I not close to God? Why have I not been growing in him? Why does it appear like I'm no different than when I walked an aisle or said, God saved me or than I've ever been in my life? Maybe you have, have been considering yourself a Christian because your parents are Christians or you've been going to church. But maybe you're watching this this morning and, and you know for a fact that you haven't really been in that pool of faith. You've been dreaming about it. You've been doing the right things and stuff, but there has never been a transformation in your life. Wake up, jump in. God can save you. Put your faith in him right now. Jesus did everything necessary to save you. That is what Easter is all about, is that Jesus glorified the father he lived a life of perfection he died on a cross and that cross could not hold him he rose from the dead and he had new life and he offers that new life to us if we just put our faith in him so put your faith in christ this morning and if you are already a christian in here live like it you have an opportunity now to, to trust him even in difficult unforeseen times in these crazy times, you have an opportunity to put your faith and your trust in him and to love others and to prove that love with your action and to show that love by making phone calls, by writing letters, by doing whatever you are able to do in order to serve others and love others. Show God your love. Show others your love by keeping the faith and by trusting him 
And by taking a step out into this pool and just saying, God, I'm yours, do with me what you will. I cannot wait to see what God does through all of this that's happening right now. I know that there are troubled times. I know that it's scary. I know that there is this disease that is going around that is hindering everything. I know that. I'm not blind to that. I see that. I've been frustrated. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm ready to be back in church. I'm ready to be able to go in the grocery store without wondering if someone's going to cough on me. I'm, I'm ready for all that too. We're all ready for that. But regardless of the circumstances around us, we can put our faith in Christ. We can trust him whether things are good or whether things are bad. So put your trust in him this morning because there is coming a day where, we're, where we will all know him if we put our faith in him. We will all be there. We will all be present and he will forgive our sins, our iniquity, and he will remember our sins no more and we will be right with him for an eternity. And I cannot wait for that day. I hope that if you want to talk to someone that you would text me that you would email me that you if you're watching this on facebook then you can find us through our church uh, mansfieldfbc.com on, on the internet uh, if you need to follow jesus text me right now just text me and say i want to follow him or maybe you're listening to this and you're already a christian and when we're able to join back together you say, I want to join this church. I want to join Mansfield FBC. I'm already a Christian. I've already been baptized. And if you haven't been baptized, we can baptize you uh, if you've put your faith in Christ. But if you're already a Christian and you want to join our fellowship, then let us know. We cannot wait to come back together. We're going to wait. We're going to do what's right. But we cannot wait for that day where we get to be back together. And so uh, with that, let me say a, a prayer for us. And after this prayer, I'll give a few announcements and then uh, you, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Let's pray. God, I pray that you, uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you for a new covenant. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he lived his life here on earth to perfection and that he proved his love by willingly going to the cross and, and taking that punishment for us, for our sins, for our transgressions. And then I thank you that death could not hold him and that on the third day, he rose again. And I thank you that he's alive forevermore and that he offers us new life. And God, I just pray that we would put our faith in you now. Lord, if, for those of us who are already following you, help us to be faithful. And for those of us who are not, help us to have faith. Help us to call out to you for salvation. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, save me. I want to follow you. I want to love you. Lord, I pray that you would do something in the hearts of the people watching this and that it would be spectacular and miraculous. And God, I just pray that you would be with people who are scared right now. I pray that you would be with the, uh, those who are serving in the medical field, who are working in grocery stores and other things, that are essential workers all over the place. Lord, the people here in Arkansas that are still at work, I pray that you would protect us, that you would help us to, to stay safe and, and that most importantly, you would draw us to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us. Remember